I want to talk about a little office from the Bible that wasn't mentioned much, but the people that were part of it were integral to the survival of certain people. That is the office of an armour bearer, which literally the name translated is a person who bared armour. This would be a warrior who, he was one of the better warriors. Um, he wasn't a weakling. He was strong. He would go and do whatever was needed for his charge. It could be a king, a captain, a commander-in-chief, a champion. Um, some had it easier than others. Goliath had a armour-bearer. This was a fellow that had to carry around his shield. The unfortunate part of it was that his shield was bigger than the armour-bearer. Goliath, Goliath wasn't, you know, a short fella. <laughs> he was big. Um, the office of an armour-bearer. As I said, it was a warrior that was selected. It wouldn't be just one, there'd be many. So just imagine an entire fleet of Arnold Schwarzenegger to surround you. They would not just bear the armour of the person that, they were in that was in charge of them. They would cook for them. They would test the food that someone else had cooked. They would prepare the clothing for the for their officer for battle everything would have to be in tip top shape they would have to look after the armour they would have to get it repaired if it was needed repaired they would have to get the swords sharpened spears sharpened everything would have to be ready for use at a moment's notice they would look after the horses the chariots and all that sort of stuff not only for, the, not only for their charge but for themselves as well they would run messages for their officer to other parts of the battlefield if they were in, in a battle. Even in peace, they would run messages. Their job was to act as bodyguard for their charge. They would... Sometimes they had a difficult job to do. They would have to go against the very thing that they'd sworn to do. There's two cases in the Old Testament. One is in Judges, where the king, now I might get this wrong, Ablemenic or something rather like that. He was in battle and was laying siege to a place and the last defenders were in a tower and they were surrounded and he came up to the gates of the tower and there was a woman that was there and she picked up a millstone and threw it down glanced off of his head but it was enough because it was a heavy stone it was enough to crush his skull he was dying he called for his armour bearer 
to draw his sword and to take his life. So that it couldn't be said of him that he was killed by a woman. I didn't say that all the rulers and all that sort of stuff weren't sexist. (laughs) But that was the thing. He didn't want it to be known that he was killed by a woman. The armor bearer took his sword and killed him. We're not told what happened to the armor bearer after that. But the other case was Saul. Saul was in battle. Um, He was wounded severely. Uh, Most of his army had been slaughtered. He had one armour bearer with him. And he said to his armour bearer, draw your sword and kill me so that the Philistines, Philistines will not capture me and torture me and, you know, all that. The armour bearer didn't. He couldn't do it. Because his sworn duty was to protect his king. So he was looking for a way out. But Saul couldn't wait. So Saul drew his own sword, put it into the ground and fell upon it. As soon as the armour bearer saw that, he did exactly the same thing. Because the duty of an armour bearer finished at death. Not necessarily of their charge, but of themselves. It was something that they were willing to do. They were willing to die for their officer. Jonathan, when another time when the Philistines were coming against Israel, he went off. There was just him and his armour bearer. And he stood on the side of a gully and he said to the armour bearer, let's go over and rout these fellows. Let's go over and show them who's boss. The armour bearer turned to him and said, whatever is in your heart, do it. I am with you to the end. These two went over and they fought so ferociously that the Philistines turned and ran They slaughtered a lot of them. And what Jonathan didn't kill, anyone that he'd wounded, the armour bearer would come and dispatch. But not just those he would kill of his own accord as well. These are people that... would do whatever they could their armour bearer, for their officer. They would spend so much time learning from them. They would be with them all the time. And they would get to a point where they would be able to anticipate the need of their, their officer. Whatever they desired, whatever they wanted, they would be there to fulfil that position. That's the Old Testament. In the New Testament, there's no reference to armour bearers as such. But a lot of the characteristics of an armour bearer are expounded upon in the New Testament. Their humility, 
their lack of fear. Well, they weren't totally fearless, but they put their fear aside to carry out their duty. I suppose for today, instead of having armour bearers, we have what are known as intercessors. They would be the modern day armour bearers. They are people who are willing at a moment's notice to pray for those that God has given them. As soon as God prompts them, they can be on their knees. A lot of intercessors don't know what it is to have a full night's sleep. Because they're always ready to be prompted to do what they have to. There may be people sitting here thinking, I'm not, a, I'm not an intercessor. Then don't intercede. There's something you can do. Do. Find someone that you can come alongside of and lift them up. Nine years ago today, I flew to Sydney. Um, it was the day before I flew to the Philippines with a guy named Paul Richards, which many people you know. I was going over there. He was teaching on a couple of DTS schools for YWAM. And I'd been out of missions for a while. This is my first missions trip since the 90s. And... I went over there and I stood in the place, in the gap for Paul. Paul had a fantastic time. He got up, he was preaching, he was teaching, he was getting every, everyone excited. He never got sick once, which is unusual for Paul. If he goes away, he gets sick. The reason Paul didn't get sick is because I did for him. I took everything that the enemy wanted to throw at him. I took it upon myself to protect him so that he could do the work that God had for him without interruption. We have here in this church leaders that we can come up with We're not there to make ourselves you know, better than anyone else. We're there to help. Everyone knows that Bernie's going through a few medical things at the moment. Why not make it easier for Bernie and help him out in places? Why not? Bernie does a lot of the admin here at the moment. He's also the head pastor at the moment. And he has a lot of other responsibilities. If anyone's good at admin, volunteer to come in for a day. 
take some pressure off him. If anyone desires. There's a couple of rosary bins over there that need to be taken down to be emptied. Take some pressure off Bernie. Bart and Enika, who aren't here today, but they also face a lot of medical issues. I'm sure that they would love people to come up and help them in whatever it is that they do, even to pray for them. Sally seems to be the most healthiest of the elders. <laughs> but she has a lot of things that she needs prayer for constantly. She needs to be looked after. I do my best, but I'm only one person. <laughs> um, John and Claire run the kids' ministry. Anyone thought of helping them? Cook them a meal. Invite them out for tea. So that they can relax and not have to face what they do every day. We, as a congregation, need to take care of those that are in charge of us. Because if we don't, we're going to fall in a heap when they're gone. Armour bearers aren't designed to raise themselves up, to take over. They are designed to hold up the hands of those that are in the front line. Um, Joseph and her held up the hands of Moses one time when the Israelites were fighting. There's a big battle that they were in. Um, Israelites weren't doing so good. Moses held up his hands. Israelites started winning. Guess what? Moses got tired. His hands started to drop. As his hands started to drop, Israelites started to lose again. So Joseph and Hur came along, one on either side, and lifted up his hands. Aaron and her, sorry. Okay. They lifted up his hands and the Israelites defeated the enemy. Who wants to lift up the hands of Bernie? Who wants to lift up the hands of Bart and Inika and Sally and John and Claire? But it doesn't just have to be them. You can lift up the hands of anyone that is sitting here. If there's anyone that you know that is struggling, come alongside them. You may not have anything to say. Pray. As I said, if prayer is not your strong suit, cook them a meal. We shouldn't be separated from one another. Everyone 
should be able to count on others that are around. Doesn't mean you have to live in their pocket. Just as you see them. Pray for them. Talk to them. Simple. I want to challenge everyone to ask God for someone that they can come alongside of. person doesn't have to be stronger than you they just have to be willing to allow God to minister to them through you and who doesn't like being ministered to we're all selfish in one way that we want we like people to come up to us and praise us and Lift our ego. But don't forget that when someone's lifting yours, you've got to lift someone else's. We're not an island. We're not by ourselves. We have God in us. And the God that is in us loves to reach out to others. Oh, that was short and sweet. <laughs> I think I finished that. So I'm just going to pray. Father, we just want to thank you that you do care. That as you hang up, as Jesus was upon the cross, he hung there and he looked at every individual life throughout history, past, present, future, people that weren't even born. And he looked at their lives and he said to every single one of those people this is for you you are forgiven I thank you father that cry that he gave out on the cross permeates through us and, want, and makes us want to seek you and seek the best that you have for others. Make us instruments of yourself, Father. That we would come up to others and reach out to them. And that they wouldn't see our hands, they would see your hands. Use us, Father. 
bring love, your love to others. We've got a little bit of time because it's only 11 o'clock. Just spend some time. Say, God, is there anyone that you want me to approach? And then approach them. I'm sure most of them don't bite. I'm sure most of them had their shots for that for the month. But reach out. As I said, if there's something you're good at that can relieve others, volunteer. Thank you.